what a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Gorilla. I'm Mark, he's Harris, and uh, yeah, hopefully we got another episode. I know <laughs> Harris was Harris was supposed to do something, so we'll find out if he did. You never know. I just, you say that a lot, and every week I just think, man, what if I had actually done it this time? What if I just – I was like, no, I didn't look up anything. Yep, every week I say that, and every week you reply with that, and it, has, it hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet, and you still doubt me. It's, it's weird, but it's fine. We're back. We didn't take four weeks off in between episodes this time. True. I am excited about this one. Um, okay, okay, okay. I I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to get on a kick. I want, I want to say this real quick because I, I, I had forgotten about it. Uh, and I gotta, I gotta mention okay. this hand first. I gotta pull, I got, I gotta pull it up. I gotta pull up the podcast site real quick because I was looking through that because I keep, you know, oh, okay. I post the podcast on there and then I keep up. I try and check it every now and then just to see how the episodes are doing. None of our episodes do particularly mm-hmm. great. But that's fine. Um, at least in the in the sphere of podcasting, they they do not. But you know that that's fine. That's fine. We're we're here. So okay, I've been looking back at them, and you are going to love this. <laughs> but your last episode is yeah. like. Is like our eighth most listened to episode ever. <sighs> <laughs> yes, it's the power of Snooky. Yeah, and, and it's the uh, biggest episode Jeez. in two months. The only episode uh-huh. recently that's has more listens than it is another one of your episodes. Beaver Cleavage has oh jeez in our top 10 no it's like our top five <laughs> listens of all time why why i don't know oh lord okay, i don't understand well. like i i went back and your episodes have beaten my episodes as far as listenership going all the way back to like for four months or something jeez. like that to be fair, we've only released like four episodes in the last four months. It feels like no, it's been more than that. But no, it has. But uh, oh, geez. Yeah. Well, now the pressure's on, man. I don't know. And yeah, and we've also also I hope you're not doing a WWE episode because we've done WWE episodes for like the last like nine episodes. Oh, I am. I am. Oh, Sorry man. about that. So ten. Okay. Well, but that's, that's what happens when you front load the show. Like our first few seasons was so much WCW and we that got to the true. point where we were talking about it the other way around and saying, you know, we really need to focus more on WWE stuff. And let me think, I'm trying to see when the last episode that, uh, that, uh, Harris did, that was not WWE. And we go all the way back almost seven months to WCW, wow. uh, the uh, the Monster Jam, the Monster Truck match. 
is the last episode the, Harris did that was not WWE. That was a great episode, by it, the way. That is a that is a great episode. That, that is a great episode. And then let's see. From then wait, one, two, three, four, five, six. I've had six episodes that are not WWE since then. Harris has had zero. None of this means it's anything. It's just random things I was looking at, and I was like, "Oh, no, these are no, it's these just are interesting. interesting." It's podcast. Thoughts. Yeah, it's podcast stats. You know, that's the real that's the real juicy stuff. That's the other thing they tune in for. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, your your Snooki episode was was quite successful. It was the most successful episode in a couple of months. So hey, she has got that crossover power, man. That's why they brought her in. <laughs> I guess that okay. is that's so. that's fair enough. But anyway, we can uh, go ahead and get get this started. So I think one reason, well, no, this isn't necessarily true, but one thing you've been harping on the last few episodes is like we're, we're trying to think of silly things that happen in wrestling that we really enjoy and talking more about those because there's a lot of yeah. ridiculous stuff that happens Sure, that isn't bad. Like it's fun or it's weird. It's, it's entertaining in some way, whether they mean it to be or not, and not just ironically, which is a lot of what we've talked about. Yeah, I mean, my and last I two have this, been like that. I did Cody Rhodes and then yeah. that uh, Mickey James Trish Stratus feud. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're definitely, and, and I did Zack Ryder. So yeah, because we, we harped right. on so much negativity for the first like year. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, that's, we can I bring mean, in some positivity in here. Whole, you know, that's. That's true. That is yeah, true. Yeah. And so, then every now and then we do one that we one, think is going to be bad. It ends up being great, like the David Arquette one. Right. Well, you try you, you find ways to make it fun, but there's some stuff that's like, okay, we have fun talking about this, but it's genuinely bad material. Right. And I think this week's topic is unlike anything we've ever done before, because I feel wow. like a lot of the things we do, it's either a lot of the topics we end up covering is, okay, this build is absolutely insane. Sure. Like Sting is on a desert island in a D-Day boat, or <laughs> Big Boss Man is stealing the Big Show's father from his grave and driving away with it tied to his car. That's a real thing. That happened. Look it up. We did an episode on it. We did. But then they ultimately build to matches that are just fine, which is always kind of funny just to see that le- like that they can't maintain that level of insanity when it comes to people pretending to fight each other in a wrestling ring. But occasionally we get like the opposite where like it's just a really nutty stipulation or a really nutty match. And that can be fun. And occasionally, if we're lucky, if we're very, very lucky, we get both like a crazy build and a crazy blow off, like just wall to wall insanity. The topic I have for today is genuinely some of the best build I've ever seen in wrestling. Like it's it's great. It's not ironically great. It's not like so bad. It's good. It's just good. Yeah. And then the match is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. (laughs) It's a total 180. It's a complete shift across the board. I can't think of anything we've ever covered or could cover that quite matches it. But I'm pretty excited about it because it's kind of bananas all the way through. Okay, so. you've 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 piqued my interest, and I kind of wish we had started with you saying that. So maybe we kept some people around while we rambled on about nothing for fifteen minutes. <laughs> That's what we need to start doing. I need to go maybe back to doing do that. I, I used to like do that just... back in the first season, season one. Go check Ooh. that out. Um, I did that. Right. I did little teases at the beginning of all the episodes, and then I was just like, eh, forget it, and I quit doing it. And maybe we should go back to that. I don't ooh, know. ooh. 
Maybe just like just a minute or two, just a cold open. I don't know. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? We're, again, we're 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 fixing the podcast while doing the podcast. Right. We're open to suggestions. You know, hit us up. Yeah, Twitter uh, at so, behind underscore gorilla. So we're gonna go all the way back to the wild wild west that was the WWE in two thousand and five. This was actually a great year in wrestling. Um, I'm it was a great. It was a, a lot great of the year. topics we've covered have been in or around this year uh at this point we're starting our story in june batista and john cena are holding down the titles on raw and smackdown but you know in terms of the overall landscape of the wwe they're still young you know we're kind of in this transition from like the end of the attitude era and the invasion to like what would become sort of the ruthless aggression era we're kind of in that middle ground and there's still a lot of like old established veterans that are sticking around and kind of holding down the fort passing the torch all that kind of fun stuff. And Shawn Michaels, at this point, has kind of settled into this role as, like, the, the, the old man. He's not quite the old man, like, sort of cowboy gunslinger that he would become later. But you can tell that's definitely, like, what he wants to be doing. He's not really in the title picture so much anymore. He's more just focused on, you know, like, having good feuds, being in good storylines, putting on good matches. Yeah. That sort of thing. And this particular night on Raw... Uh, John Cena is the champ. He's he's new to Raw and he's been matched up with uh, with with three heels in the main event. And um, and the GM says, well, okay, you know, it's Eric Bischoff at the time. Eric Bischoff says, well, John, you know, you can either find yourself two partners or it'll be a handicap match. And one of the people to step up and volunteer to tag with John Cena is Shawn Michaels. And he promises, he says, hey, don't even worry about it. He's got a third partner on the way. He's a mystery partner. It's your, it's your classic like wrestling trope, right? Like I've got a guy and he's coming. He's gonna be here by the main event. Mystery partners are way. always great. They they really are. It's e- hard to even think of a time a, that it's a, like... especially when they're bad. It's just as good. <laughs> That's true. He's a third now man. Just ima- he's a third man. Now, now I'm just imagining like we we're about to get to the reveal here, but now I'm just imagining if Shawn Michaels was like, "It's Gilbert, ladies and gentlemen." No. Everyone Harris, up for Gilbert. You just ruined it all for me. Thank you. Uh, I, I wish want, it was I did not, but want, it's not. I didn't want that in my head. <laughs> so, first of all, coming into this main event, this is this is neither here nor there, but I just think it's funny. It's John Cena and Shawn Michaels versus. Chris Jericho, Christian, and a guy named Tyson Tomko. Are you familiar with him at all? Because yeah, he just he looks like a creator wrestler, and yeah, he's Tyson taken Tomko, about it seriously. He was a uh, MMA fighter, I think, oh, at great. some point, and uh, he's he, got he, tribal he, tattoos. So that yeah, yeah, out. he he was he was a uh, enforcer, like like a muscle guy mm-hmm. with Christian for several years during those mid two thousands. So yeah. Right. So, first of all, I think John Cena and Shawn Michaels could win this match by themselves, but (laughs) (laughs) that's not what we're doing. We got a partner, and Shawn does a great job of just hyping this up, you know, and John Cena is still pretty hot. He's still pretty young at the time, so he's he's a little wide-eyed. He doesn't know who it is. He's excited, and Shawn just kills it. You know, allow me to introduce to you the one, the only... The immortal and the crowd just goes nuts. It's Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan comes out. Real American starts playing, and it's you know, it's all but a formality at this point. Obviously, right. they win the match, and you you wouldn't know it from the presentation of this of the show, like the way they build up to it and the way they treat that reveal, which is a great moment. It's a great little run in, and the match is a lot of fun. 
he'd actually tagged with Shawn Michaels a few times earlier this year. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised they treat it like this big, huge comeback. One time they uh, they tagged to fight Muhammad Hassan, which is an episode in and of itself. And they had one or two just odd, you know, sort of team ups here and there. Basically, Hulk Hogan had been inducted into the Hall of Fame earlier that year at WrestleMania. And he's come back occasionally, and the crowd is always, you know, asking and begging him for one more one-on-one match. But he's, no, no, you know, I'm just retired. This is a victory lap, that sort of thing. So he comes in, makes the save. A good time was had by all. Whatever. I'm so happy you're doing this, and because th- this is this is one that's been on my mm-hmm. list, and I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very I'm very happy to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the next week, it's the Fourth of July, and what could be more American than a Hulk Hogan match? On the 4th of July. It's funny the way they get to this point. They don't just like book it. They don't say, hey, we've got Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan in a tag match versus two random heels. They don't do that. They have Hulk Hogan come on to Carlito's interview show, The Cabana, because get it, he's Latino from the Caribbean. Right. And Hogan is there to plug a reality show because some things never change in wrestling. Right. And Carlito doesn't ask him any questions about the show. He just keeps asking him questions about his daughter, Brooke, and saying, you know, but yeah, 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 but like, where is where is Brooke? Why didn't you bring her? Because I wanted to talk to her. And, you know, he says, Carlito is cool, but Brooke is hot. And Hogan starts beating him up. <laughs> Kurt Angle runs down. Kurt Angle runs down, stops the fight, and cuts some very generic heel promo that I don't remember, except he ends with, but the only person I want to make tap out more than you, Hulk Hogan, it's your daughter, Brooke. Ah! <laughs> and Hulk Hogan starts beating him up. They gang up on Hogan. I guess they're going to cheer Brooke. I don't know. They gang up on Hulk Hogan. Shawn Michaels comes down and makes the save. And now, holla holla, we got a tag team match in the main event. So, I just, I enjoyed that little detail. It was a very weird way of getting to a Man, tag team we, match. We could almost do a whole and episode on, not, on Brooke Hogan as well. I, yeah, that that might happen at some point. I mean, I don't know if I, I guess she, I don't know if she'd been on WWE television at all. I don't. I don't. No, think I'm not so, talking but, about in WWE. I'm talking about oh, her later. Yeah, yeah. So TNA. once again, like for the second week in a row, believe it or not, like Carlito and Kurt Angle are not going to beat Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan <laughs> in the main event on the Fourth of July. Like there are some things that you just don't have to worry about too much. But again, it's a pretty fun match. Like, Hulk Hogan can't do much at this point, but Sean just gets beat up. He takes the hot tag. He comes in. He steamrolls Carlito, throws Kurt Angle over the top rope, hits a leg drop, and there's your pen. And the announcers are doing that whole, you know, like the, the watermark might as well be on the TV. They're selling it. They're shutting it down. What a great episode of Raw. What a great 4th of July. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And then wham! Shawn Michaels pulls the trigger. Hits that sweet chin music on Hulk Hogan right as he's doing the pose. And he does that thing, Mark, where, you know, he just lays it right on the chin, knocks him out cold, right. and then just stands over him, just looks at him. And we've seen him do it many times. I'm sure he did it before this. Okay, the, the biggest time- one that I can think of, the, the biggest one that I'm that comes to mind of that, and there's been a bunch of them, obviously, as yeah. you said, but it's the one in 2011 after mm-hmm. Elimination Chamber. That's exactly what I thought of. When he just pops in and just wails The Undertaker. Yeah. Right in the thing of that and costs him the title. Yeah. Oh, man. It's incredible. It's, it's that, it's, it's it, that he, exact he, motion. Just, just the, the look on his face is mm-hmm. just awesome. 
it's exactly the same and it's perfect. It's, it's very, very cool to see. And the crowd stunned, you know, the show ends in silence. It's just, it's great. It's a great heel turn. And the next week they, they do the typical WWE thing. Cause Michaels has, he, he turned heel and he turned heel hard. He has an interview with Roddy Piper and the narrative of the whole episode is why Shawn Michaels, why did you do this? You know, like the week after any heel turn, and Shawn Michaels comes out there, and he talks about how he literally broke his back for these wrestling fans. Literally. And that is true. They they would still rather kiss up to this old man, you know, who's been out of shape and out of style for 20 years. And he's right. Like, Hogan is over. He is mad over. It's been a few years since he had that match with The Rock. And then it's been a few years even still since the Mr. America angle that he did. (laughs) Check check out that episode. Yeah, yeah. We also have an episode on that. Like he'd been retired for a few years, had just been into the Hall of Fame. And this was clearly like his victory lap year. It was so everybody could, you know, see him hulk up and do all that, do the whole shtick one last time. So they're really, really into it. And he's been gone long enough that people are going to get behind him and cheer for him, even though he is kind of an old timer and a part timer and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't really seem to matter to these people. So when Shawn Michaels says, no, I, I busted my butt for you people for years. And I continue to come on here and put on a great show week after week. And you don't care. It rings really true. And he's got a great sense of animosity about us, you know, as fans. Oh yeah. Every, every great heel promo is like at least 60% true. Yeah, and he it's the, the the thing about this whole program is it's so it feels very ahead of its time. Remember this is 2005. Like John Cena and Batista are kind of holding down the main event scene, but they're just babies and they're just you know, they haven't fully formed yet. This is like barely outside of, you know, the attitude era, the invasion and all that kind of stuff. Modern wrestling the way I think about it. it this kind of stuff didn't really happen yet. And he comes out the next week, the week after he's, you know, told off Roddy Piper and super kicked him. And he comes back out the next week and he points out again, this just sounds like something that would happen this week on raw. He says, Hulk Hogan isn't here this week. uh, Cause surprise, surprise. He's across the country running his crappy reality show. Like this is years before CM Punk, like made a name for himself by talking about how there were all these old stale personalities in wrestling. Mm Mm-hmm trying to go into business for themselves and just politicking and all this kind of stuff. And Shawn Michaels is doing it in 2005 and it's brilliant. Like it's fantastic. And he even breaks the fourth wall. He starts talking about how like, yeah, people backstage have been telling me to tone it down because every week I come out here and I say something that hurts Hulk Hogan's feelings. But he's like, (laughs) you guys want, I will give you, you want to see like vintage HBK. I will give you vintage HBK. Like he is, He's on another level right now, Mark. I don't know how else to say it because mm-hmm. we, we'll get a little bit more into this in a minute when, when we get to the uh, the pay-per-view blow-off. But basically that's what they told Sean was we want 1998 Sean Michaels back because you've been like a good guy and kind of an old-school like respectful gunslinger for a while now. We want the disrespectful Sean Michaels. And Sean Michaels brought it because all the stuff he's done so far is, is your pretty typical – heel shtick right like well the fans turned on me and you know they, they they don't really care about you you should care about me and he's doing it very well but he's you know he's not doing anything that's that out of the box or weird certainly not enough to merit uh being brought up on this show it's just a pretty you know well executed but typical heel turn 
And uh, the first the first Raw of August, we're about three weeks out from SummerSlam at this point. We uh, we have a backstage interview segment with Hulk Hogan. Uh, he's going to be interviewed by Larry King, which, you know, is, okay, that's a little weird. But, you know, again, there's celebrity crossover and a little bit of cross-promotion there, I'm sure. And we've had celebrities on Raw before. Again, look those episodes up. They happened. We talked about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the segment starts, you realize it's not Larry King, and it's not Hulk Hogan. It's a Larry King impersonator, and it's Shawn Michaels with a mustache <laughs> and a wig. And a walker. <laughs> and he staggers out to his desk as, as a real American plays, you know, and he, he's walking on the walker in time, you know, and looks like he's about to collapse. And what follows in this segment is genuinely some of the best physical and just generally improvisational comedy that you will ever find anywhere in wrestling. Michaels, as Hogan, like staggers up to the desk. And he tries to do that thing where, you know, he pantomimes listening to the crowd, like waves his hand around his ear, loses his balance, collapses onto the desk like his walker falls out from under him. And he kind of staggers into his seat. And he just starts doing a fantastic Hulk Hogan impersonation <laughs> that was like five years ahead of its time. He says, let me tell you something, brother. This is a dream match, brother. It's something I've always wanted, brother. But at the time, brother, at the, at the time I step into the ring at SummerSlam, I'm going to be 72 years old, brother. Let me tell you, brother. <laughs> he, like, that's, he just keeps doing that. And he's, like, he says the word brother like it's a tick, like it's a right. physical tick. It's just – it's incredible. And Larry King, you know, I'm putting in quotes, who is not nearly as dedicated to his performance as Shawn Michaels is the same. Now, Hulk Hogan, you know, are you – are you a good guy? And Shawn Michaels as Hulk Hogan says, well, on camera, brother, I'm a great guy, brother. But when the camera goes off, brother, I'm a whole different guy. Brother, brother, brother. brother. And he starts like flexing and twitching, you know, brother, brother, brother. <laughs> and it's just, like, he's just, he's running him down. It, it's really a shoot. Like it's, I know stuff like this has happened a lot in wrestling, but it blows my mind that this was happening in 2005. When Hulk Hogan is still there, still popular, like everyone loves him and nobody's really criticized him like this before, certainly not on WWE TV since he came back as this conquering hero. And Shawn Michaels is sitting there in full makeup saying things like, it's not how old you are, brother. It's how old you feel, brother. And I feel 157 years old, brother. brother. <laughs> and somebody calls in and says, hey, this is, uh, this is Tony from Battle Creek, Michigan. I was just wondering... When are we going to see you again? And Shawn Michaels says, oh, the Hulkster only makes the big towns, brother. <laughs> it's just, it's savage and it's hilarious. I'm, I, I can't do it justice, obviously. Just go look that segment up because you have to watch the whole thing. But then Larry King says, well, this, you know, Shawn Michaels kid, he's pretty good. And they cut to a Shawn Michaels career highlight package. And it's awesome. Like we know <laughs> WWE do the package as well anyway. Right, but it's just it's just two minutes of Shawn Michaels and all the crazy, stupid, disrespectful things he's ever done, and all the sweet chin music. So there's like a thirty second montage of all the times he's tuning up the band and all the time he just lays someone out with it. Oh yeah, and it's awesome. Like everyone's a Shawn Michaels fan, but watching this again, I was like, I need to kill watch some more Shawn Michaels clips because <laughs> he's just that good. And it cuts back to again Shawn Michaels in full Hulk Hogan makeup. And he looks at the camera and he says, 
I'm going to have to go do some serious politicking backstage, brother. (laughs) (laughs) In order to beat this guy, Shawn Michaels. But like something shifts in his tone. And this is like, it's objectively ridiculous because we know how good this guy is. We've seen all the athletic stuff he can do just now. And he's sitting here in old man makeup and like a bad wig and a bad do-rag. But he just stops. And he looks at the camera and he says, Hulk Hogan's philosophy is that once those people walk through the door, you've already got their cash in your front pocket, brother. Shawn Michaels goes out there and nearly kills himself every night to make sure those people get their money's worth. And the crowd, like you hear them go, oh, like there's a little (laughs) bit of applause after he says that from a crowd that is fully pro Hogan. Like we've seen it several times, including before and after the turn. And there's a little smattering of polite applause. It's like a couple people are like, wait a second. Is he right? <laughs> is he the good guy? I don't know. And then then he just – he shifts back into his goofy Hulk Hogan persona. Like he finishes – he gets up and he starts to do all the poses and he pretends to throw his back out. And it's it's hysterical. Like he's just so talented, you know, not just as a wrestler. but Yeah, at, uh, one thing at, that is uh, – if you don't mind, I'm going to I'm Yeah, gonna no, absolutely because you've seen this too. So please chip in. Now, uh, okay, one, I, I don't remember this. I, I, I know – again, I know where this is leading to and mm-hmm. I'm very excited mm-hmm. about that. But I'm not an expert on the build necessarily of all of this. So this is fun. This is fun to hear. I remember hearing about this segment. I've probably seen it before but like I – didn't remember anything about it so this is and i had never sat down and watched the entire thing yeah i'm gonna have to go back i'm gonna have to go back and watch it now for sure but uh one thing that people people all know about Shawn michaels but they sometimes forget about Shawn michaels is he is one of the funniest people that has ever been in wrestling ever he is hilarious when he whenever he wants to be and I mean, yeah. whenever he wants, he's one of the few people that can take stuff that's really not that funny and make it really funny. I mean, he's one of the very few. You got like him, uh, you know, I mean, John Cena. I mean, you know, th- there's a handful of people that are just truly, really funny with whatever they're given. And Sean is one of the best because this this segment screams Vince McMahon. Oh, we're gonna have you come out in a walker, and you're gonna be dressed like an old man, pretending yeah, Hogan's it old. Work. Like it just screams, just Vince McMahon typical crap. But because it's Shawn Michaels, he's able to make that. I mean, Shawn Michaels ultimately is probably uh, most wrestlers' worst nightmare because he's the yeah. definition of take whatever you're given and make it good anyway. Like, yes. like of all the wrestlers that will complain about bad creative and stuff, which is all, you know, a lot of times it's warranted and whatever. But Shawn Michaels is truly an example of he can take the worst of WWE's creative and still pull it off each oh, and man. every time. Absolutely. Um, and I think you mentioned John Cena. This is something we're going to get into a little bit more, so I won't say too much now. But I think that comes from. And John Cena has this ability too. Yes, he does. The ability to do whatever they're doing with a wink and a nod towards the audience. Yeah. To say, look at this silly thing I'm doing. Isn't it silly? And they do it at 110% anyway. But they're also confident enough in themselves to be like, look how silly this is, but I'm still killing it, aren't I? It's like they embrace it. They're like, this is cool because I'm John Cena and I'm doing it. 
and yeah. it is. You know what I mean? Like they know yeah. how ridiculous it is and they commit to it. They own it and it works. And again, we're going to get yeah. to this a little bit more in a second. But I, I did think about that and I thought, man, I can't think of more than three other people on the planet who could have pulled this off mm-hmm. and made it work. You know what I mean? And made it not just like, oh, that was pretty good. No, it's great. It's genuinely like one of the funniest, but also like most devastating promos I've ever seen. And you should all go watch it right now. It's amazing. But this is the thing about Shawn Michaels. He can flip that switch and he can make it serious. Like he stands up. He does that thing where he pretends to throw his back out, right? He pow, sweet chin music to the Larry King impersonator, just lays him out, sprawled across the desk. He rips the hair off. He rips the shirt off. He rips the mustache off. And he just looks at the camera. And he says, you've got your reality show, Hulk Hogan, but what you're going to do, brother, when reality kicks you in the teeth? And then, pow, he kicks the camera, <laughs> and it cuts to black. And it's amazing. Like, he just, again, it's the goofiest, funniest thing you've ever seen until it's not. Until he is completely <laughs> deadly serious, and it's amazing. Like, it's incredible. If that was... If that was the last we saw of Shawn Michaels before SummerSlam, it would be great. Like, it would be a really good build. Uh, But it's not. We're not done yet. Okay, good. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know know if you know what else I'm about to talk about next, but this is a promo that I've always respected. And since watching it again, I think is one of my favorite promos of all time. We've now made it... (laughs) To the middle of August. It is the week before SummerSlam. It's the go-home show. And again, in my mind, knowing what's coming, I'm thinking, okay, so, you know, modern WWE, this is something like, it's a big physical confrontation, right? It's the the pull-apart brawl or it's the contract signing where, you know, somebody's getting put through that table. None of that's happening this week. We, number one, Hulk Hogan's not at the show. Not yet. He's, he's, he's coming later. He's got okay. a match, but... He's not on the scene as the show opens. And number two, and much more importantly, we don't need any of that because the go-home show is in Montreal. Um, for, I think all of you listening know the significance of Shawn Michaels in Montreal, but I, I just want to run through this again. For any of you who don't and are just listening to this to, you know, as a casual fan, as one of our friends who doesn't care much for wrestling or for some reason have made it this far without knowing what the Montreal <laughs> screw job is. Mark, do you want to explain the Montreal screw job just so just so we're clear on what happened when we get into this this promo that Shawn Michaels cuts? Now you might expect us to be like, oh, go listen to that episode. But see this would be a waste of time doing an episode on the Montreal. I mean, to be fair, we've also done things on episodes that's a waste of time already because they've been done a million times. But this is one we probably will never do because it's been done by way better people than us, and there's nothing we can bring to it. Um, I mean, and it is quite <laughs> literally like the flashpoint, the most iconic and influential moment in wrestling history. At as least far as modern as, as far as uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was, it, yeah, it, it did a lot. So, yeah, well, it's basically when uh, Bret Hart was champion, he was already leaving, going to WCW, they were paying him way more money, uh, but, 
you know, and he was fully willing to drop the title because obviously he was the champion, so he's going to have to drop the title. He just right. didn't want to do it in his hometown of Montreal. And that was literally like his it. only thing. He just he was just like, no, let me. I mean, he'll he's like, I will literally do it the night before or the night after. He's like, just yes. just not you know not in Montreal. And not to Shawn Michaels. Like right, he, he, yeah. He was yeah. willing to do business, and he probably would have lost to Shawn Michaels, but it was the compounding, Right. I am a Canadian hero, and I hate Shawn Michaels. I'm not going to end my career in this company right. by losing in Canada to Shawn Michaels. It wasn't like they drew that up to stick it to him specifically. Right. That's just how the calendar and the contract worked out, and— yeah, and and uh, that, that's the other thing. Like he, yeah, him and Shawn Michaels already did not like each other at all uh, at any point leading up to this. So yeah, you're right. That that's a whole nother compounded thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Vince McMahon was like, "Yeah, screw you," and I'm gonna do whatever I want. And so he, uh, just you know, rang the bell while Shawn Michaels had him in the sharpshooter on top of everything else. And, and the sharpshooter is that is that Shawn Michaels finisher? No, it's actually Sting's finisher, but Bret Hart stole it <laughs> and decided to use it as well. He stole it, changed the name, and because he was in WWE, nobody cared. Um, and if anyone's like, "Oh, Bret Hart did it first, that is a lie, and you can look at it. Sting started several years before Bret Hart did and was doing the Scorpion Deathlock before Bret Hart. But anyway... Um, in WWE that, continuity, it's Bret Hart's move at the he, time. So yes. it's just triple insult to injury. Yes, it was literally the... If if there was ever a way to disrespect a single individual in wrestling, there there's not. Like, there is yeah. not. It is not possible. I mean, I, I mean I, I'm trying to think. I, I, I don't... I can't... Uh, short of a crime, I can't think of anything yeah. that would be that you could do to disrespect a single wrestler any more than what WWE did at Survivor Series 97. Right. So Shawn Michaels locks Bret Hart into Bret Hart's own finishing submission. Vince McMahon calls for the bell to be rung and they steal the title away. They're like, Shawn Michaels is the new Right. They steal the title away from Bret Hart. And again, like I enjoy trying to explain this to my friends who aren't major wrestling fans and again like one of the things i think about on this show is like trying to explain why we love wrestling to people who have never seen wrestling before you know like it's everyone's first episode and it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to say the montreal screw job oh he stole the title from brett because like well isn't it all fake anyway right but you kind of touched on it earlier it's it's just the most disrespectful thing you can do Yep. And One just unprofessional to thing. To a performer. On top of everything yes. else. And the yes. most unprofessional wrestling has probably ever been. Yeah. And the entire the entire vertebrae, the entire structure of the business is built on people having the respect to do what's best for business. And you have to trust the people that you're working with. Right. When you go in the ring, you have to trust that the guy working with you is not actually going to hurt you, is not actually going to do anything that will throw off the show or make you look stupid or anything like that. You have to trust the other person and the other people involved in every level of the show Yep. to make sure that it goes on as planned, you don't go into business for yourself, and you don't double-cross anybody because the entire enterprise is built on cooperation and respect. It has to be. Yep. 
and they didn't show Bret Hart that. And there's a lot of, I mean, there's there's more wrestling content that we could ever yeah, produce yeah, 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 yeah. talking about this. And, you know, well, Bret thinks it was like this, and other wrestlers think it was like this. Sean will say it was like this. Vince will say it was like this. And they but all anyway, all that, Montreal hates Shawn Michaels and will always boo Shawn Michaels just based off principle. On general principle. Yeah, and, and this is before this is before anything had been resolved either, so... Correct. So, so now it's... Right. You know, now, now it's just done for tradition more so uh, right. than actual, like, um, animosity. But this is... This, this was... This is still fresh. <laughs> Again, this is less oh, yeah. than 10 years from when it happened. That's the thing. Like, we are at the point now where that was nearly... That, that was over 20 years ago. And we are now to the point where the screw job and referencing the screw job and Brett screwed Brett and Vince screwed Brett and all of the everything around that moment is so ingrained in wrestling history and wrestling media that it's treated more like with a wink and a nod than anything else. Like every time you're in Canada, somebody's getting put in the sharpshooter because it gets the pop. And almost every time you're in Canada, somebody is going to tease the screw job finish because it gets a pop like it's just booking. This was not the case in 2005. Bret Hart has not come back to the company in 2005. He left. He punched Vince McMahon in the face, left the company that night in 1997, and never came back and still hasn't. And Shawn Michaels, he left for a bit, but he's back, and he's here, and he's putting on a show in the main event with Hulk Hogan and just living his best life. And Vince McMahon won the Monday Night Wars. They got away with it. That's what these people are thinking when they rock up to Montreal in 2005. And Shawn Michaels opens the show. He, he comes down the ramp in Montreal. He picks up the mic and he says, who's your daddy, Montreal? <laughs> and it's just, it's just thunderous booze. It's incredible. It's some of the best heat I've ever seen. And he sits there and just pokes these people in the eye for 15 minutes. It's it's incredible. And I'm just going to run through some of the highlights here. <laughs> is he is getting showered in booze. He says, "Okay, okay, okay. Well, listen, since um since you guys have given me such a respectful welcome, I think I should, you know, show that same level of respect for you." And then he launches into the Canadian national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> which gets booze immediately before he even finishes the first line because they don't know where he's going, but they know it's not good. You know, and he sings, Oh, Canada, how I hate this place. <laughs> bah, bah, they're so mad. Oh, Canada, I'm going to kick Hulk Hogan right in the face and they're like no bro. Just, he just continues to whip them up and every time you think they can't get more mad he does something else there's one kid they, you know there's middle fingers everywhere they keep cutting to signs there's one kid who just has a sign that says hbk suck which is very <laughs> funny but you know just in case you thought we're being a little too subtle here he decides to. He's just going to say what we're all thinking and what we all know is happening right now. And he says, "Survivor Series, 1997. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> I handed Canada's own. Boo. Brett the Hitman Hart. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> His most special memory of all. Just thunderous boos. And they start chanting, "We want Brett. We want Brett. We want Brett." Because Here's the thing about wrestling fans like we know it's fake and we also kind of 
we know how this works, right? Like the expression in literature is Chekhov's gun. Like if you go to a stage play and there's a gun on the stage, it should go off at some point during the play because otherwise why would you plant that seed in the audience's mind right? and not pay it off, right? So the crowd in their mind is like, oh, it's going to happen. This is it. This is going to – and they start chanting, we want Brett. We want Brett. And some of them are thinking, hey, this might actually – like he might come back for the first time in eight years. He might come back tonight. And Sean kind of cocks an eyebrow and he says, oh, you guys want Brett? And they just go nuts. It's thunderous applause. He says, you guys want Brett? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we want Brett. He goes, well, you're not going to get Brett because I screwed Brett. (laughs) (laughs) And if Brett the Hitman Hart had any guts, he would walk down that ramp and step into this ring. And I would tell him I screwed you and I'd do it again. (laughs) (laughs) And they're furious. And he lets that sit for about five seconds. And then all of a sudden, that iconic guitar riff comes in. And we can't <laughs> play it because our sound system is jacked up right now. Well, you, you hey, know hey what, Harris, you don't give it a shot. No, I already I closed the window. <laughs> I'm not going to bring it up. And I'm not going to sing it because I can't. It's just – it's Bret Hart's theme music. You all know it. If you don't, it doesn't matter. It's his music. Everyone knows what that means. And it's one of the biggest pops I've ever heard. And again, a fun return is always good for a good pop. This is a guy who had been spat on and exiled from the company and had never come back. His career ended in WCW. He was out of the game. He was never coming back in the game. And as far as anyone knew at the time, he and Vince McMahon still hated each other. And now he's back. Mark, this is the CM Punk return before CM Punk was ever even a thing. And the crowd is going nuts. The music's starting to play. The old Titantron from Bret Hart's Glory Days and the Attitude Era is back (laughs) on the screen. The whole nine yards, all the bells and whistles, and it goes on. Bret Hart doesn't come out. The music keeps playing. And finally, and this is the first time you've heard from the announcers the entire show. JR goes, well, wait a minute. What's going on here? And then it cuts back to Shawn Michaels, who just grins. He just starts laughing, and he picks the mic back up. And he says, I got your hopes up just a little bit, didn't I? And then, like, if you thought he was getting heat before, it's deafening. Like, they say, you know, old school wrestlers used to get death threats and cause riots. And I understand why, because I've seen this promo now. I'm so serious when I'm like, if somebody like tried to run at him, I wouldn't be surprised. He's just, he, he's so good. And he starts, he, he, he pivots back, right? Cause he's got a match coming up this Sunday. He's like, Hulk Hogan, I did it to Bret Hart and I'm going to do it to you too at SummerSlam. And then Hulk Hogan's music hits and the crowd <laughs> goes nuts. Cause they're like, finally, Hulk Hogan is actually employed. He's in a feud with this guy. Of course he's going to come kick his butt. Like, finally, we're so sick of this guy. Where is he? And then Shawn Michaels cracks up again. And he says, okay, come on now, guys. I know after the first time you got your hopes up. But how dumb are you really? <laughs> <laughs> and they're just, they just get more and more, like, every time you think they've peaked. And they just keep getting more and more and more and more angry. And he's just eating it up. And they start chanting. They get desperate now. They start saying, they go, na, 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 na. 
hey, 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 goodbye, which only really works like if somebody is on their way out. And I guess yeah, that's kind of like, weird. Yeah, it doesn't really work. This is dude. Shawn Michaels is a genius because he doesn't stop. He doesn't do what like every other like. Baron Corbin is a nice guy who's trying his best, but like if this happened to Baron Corbin, he would just be like, "Hey, I'm in charge here. You guys shut your mouths," and then he'd get booed, and then he'd move on with his promo, right? Right. Shawn Michaels doesn't do that. Shawn Michaels shrugs and sits cross-legged in the middle of the ring and just lets him go. Just lets him sing it <laughs> for like thirty more seconds until finally they get a little bored and they start to slow down and it dies out and he stands back up again and he just says, okay, so now that we know who's really running the show, I'm just going to keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, it's devastating. It's so good. And he turns, he he pivots back into Hulk Hogan and he cuts this incredible promo just talking about how, you know, I, I hate, I hate Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart for the same reason. Because they stood in this ring and they pretended that they had this moral authority that they never had in real life and they looked down on people like me. And all you guys, all you Canadian men out there in the audience, you talk it, but I walk it. And at SummerSlam, Hulk Hogan, you're only one move away from your star being snuffed out forever. And if you don't believe me, just ask Bret Hart. And he drops the mic and walks out of the stadium. It's incredible. Everyone needs to go look this up right now because I kept thinking when Hulk Hogan's music hit, I bit. I knew the Bret Hart bit was coming because I'd seen that before. But Hogan's music hit and I thought, oh, okay, here we go. Like we're going to send the crowd home happy. He's going to run Shawn Michaels off and oh, here, come on down to SummerSlam. They don't have a confrontation the week before SummerSlam. And it's quite literally because Hulk Hogan wasn't fighting until later in the night. So he just didn't get there on time. Shawn Michaels actually mentions that in his opening promo, too. He just walks out in front of 10,000 people who really, really, really hate him, even though this is a fake sport. He taps into every ounce of that real hatred that they have. He gives them the finger right back, and then he walks out. And it's a masterpiece. It's one of the best things I've ever seen, and genuinely... It's like that and the pipe bomb and Kane Dewey are in the running for my favorite pro wrestling promo of all time. (laughs) It's just absolutely astonishing. And now we have finally made it to SummerSlam. And like I said, this is genuinely like a great build. It's not even like, oh, this is goofy, but it's fun to watch. No, it's amazing. It's Shawn Michaels just dialing it up to 11 and saying, okay, you want heel Shawn Michaels? That's fine. Yeah, let's do it. I'll give you heel Shawn Michaels. But he's doing it in a way that he's absolutely right. Like all the best heels do. And he's absolutely just entertaining while he does it. It's not cheap heat. Every ounce of the heat that he has, and he has a lot of it. It's earned. Yeah. And they come into SummerSlam same night, by the way, as the custody of Dominic ladder match, which we talked about <laughs> again, look it up. Yeah. Good episode. Yep. I I, that. I'm, I'm your poppy. I'm your poppy. And Hogan and Sean are main eventing. And it's one of like, it's such a big matchup. I think it's the rare occasion where that's actually the right call. Sort of like everyone looked back on the Hogan and Rock match at WrestleMania and said that really should have gone on last. Well, they said we're not going to do that again. Like we had the same situation. It's two icons from two different generations going toe to toe for the first, maybe the only time. Like we're going to give it its just due. But um, mm-hmm. we're reaching a we're, we're reaching a turning point in the episode now. This is <laughs> this is where the comparisons to that match with the Rock kind of stop being true. 
So um, you might be thinking, you might be thinking, yeah. wait a minute. I thought they're they're a podcast on the weird and crazy and usually mm-hmm. kind of stupid mm-hmm. side of wrestling. And you mm-hmm. would be right. Yep. We're just we're saving it for the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is like I just what what happens next. You have to understand. I think, you have to, to see to believe. It. Yes. Well, that. Well, I was gonna say you have to understand how serious and how great all of this was coming into this match like yeah the the larry king bit is silly and it's funny and it's played for comedy and then it's not like he turns that switch on a dime and makes it very serious and coming into this match they are treating it like a bona fide five-star match of the century it's great it's genuinely great and i just cannot emphasize enough how important it is that you all believe me when i say that (laughs) and Look, first of all, the entrances are great. Like, there's no sign of trouble right away. Shawn Michaels looks amazing. He's just, he's killing it. He's in his prime. The crowd is hot. The announcers are great. Like, JR is giving this really great, you know, he's giving his analysis like it's a big fight feel, you know, and he's talking about how, you know, I think Hogan's going to have to outlast this fight. Like, the longer this fight lasts, the more advantage it is to Michaels because Hogan's so heavy and he's got that massive frame he has to carry around, you know. Michaels has youth on his side, too. Like, Hogan's going to be in a dogfight. He's going to have to dig deep and put him away quickly. You know, all this stuff. And Jerry is there, and Jerry is just, he's selling the character work of the whole thing. And he's like, this isn't an act. Like, Shawn Michaels really believes that he's the best performer in the history of this industry, that he is the showstopper, and he's out here to prove it tonight. Like, they're setting the stage masterfully. It's just, it's amazing, and the crowd is hot, and the bell rings, and they start to circle each other. And then they lock up. Now... <laughs> we're gonna i'm gonna pause for a second and peel back the curtain because i think it's important again sort of like we gave some backstory for the montreal screw job that i give you some backstory for what happens next initially <laughs> they pitched the idea of this match as a best of three series backstage you know we're like Okay, Hogan will win one at SummerSlam, and then Sean will get his win back at the next pay-per-view, and then we'll have a big rubber match in the third pay-per-view, and that'll be, you know, that'll be the big blow-off match, and then we move on to other stuff, which is classic wrestling sure. booking, right? It can get a little old sometimes, but it's it, it makes perfect sense. Look, I mean, story give... storytelling-wise, three is the magic number, and that's the reason why it's usually done that way, because it works. Right, and it works, and it makes – this is the other thing. You know, we talk about the the – honor and cooperation of the wrestling business and you want to make everyone in the company look good because then the show is better and just by having this go back and forth a little bit it makes each man look like a bigger deal and that makes theoretically the the anticipation for the third match would have just been through the roof because it's like okay they've each notched a win that we 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 know what they can do but who's going to make the adjustments and who's going to win when it really 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 counts you know what i mean right that was the initial pitch, and at some point, Hulk Hogan said, uh, here's the deal, brother. I've got a lot of work going on. i got this uh, reality show, brother, and I've got this – I've got back surgery that I have to have, brother. So it's only going to be one match, brother, and I'm going to win you know, because I'm Hulk Hogan. And you know, Hulk Hogan will say that this was Vince's call. Other people say, yeah, but come on. you know, It was absolutely <laughs> your call. Hulk Hogan has always had a reputation of – politicking himself into these situations and taking wins when he should not for the good of the business and the company take a win all that being said you know Shawn michaels said okay okay so we'll just have a match at SummerSlam, but that's cool it'll be like a legend versus legend you know very respectful like me versus you and i'm a legend of the attitude era and you're an ad a legend of like 
like the golden era, and it'll just be like a cool, respectful, like sporting event, right? And Hulk Hogan said, "Well, no, brother, I really want to work like a classic face heel match. Like he wanted to be the classic Hulk Hogan, overcoming the odds and slaying the evil villain. And in order to do that, he or Vince McMahon or both of them together decided that Shawn Michaels had to be the villain." So not only is Shawn Michaels not getting any rub from this feud in terms of like a win or a series of matches like that he could continue to bill and make money off on. Right. He also has to like throw away this nice guy, Shawn Michaels, who is way more in tune with who he really is as a person at this point in 2005. He's right. got to burn all that goodwill in the eyes of the fans. He's got to make these people hate him because, again, and this is a quote like Vince McMahon told him, we need 1998 Shawn Michaels. And he did it. He said, okay, one match, that's fine. Okay, you want me to turn heel and get all these people to hate me again? That's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it better than anything you've ever seen. But um, then we, we get to the match. And all the builds still great. The announcers are great. The entrances are great. They circle each other in the ring. It's a really great moment. They lock up. And they do that classic wrestling thing, you know, where the good guy shoves the bad guy back down. And the crowd is going to pop really big, and it's going to be great. It's going to show him how strong the good guy is, and it's a fun way to start the match, right? And he shoves Shawn Michaels to the ground. Shawn falls on his back, <laughs> springs backwards off of his back, and almost dives completely <laughs> into the turnbuckle. It's... it's going to be kind of hard for me to do everything this man does justice but i'm still going to try he essentially took what should have been a flat back bump and turned it into a backflip he sold a back <laughs> bump as a backflip um basically imagine then, imagine if Shawn michaels had been like hit by a goldberg spear that that's basically yeah. the the result of the hogan shove but somehow more so like if, <laughs> if Shawn Michaels had been hit by Goldberg's here, like I don't know right. how else to articulate it. It's ludicrous. And he stands back up really quickly. And Hulk Hogan, he doesn't visibly react. He's doing, you know, he's done this a million times. He's doing that. And he's like, all right, come on, come get some more. Come get some more. You know, they lock up again. He throws him on his back again. And he does the same, like, springing backflip <laughs> off of his back. It's somehow even more ludicrous and exaggerated than the first time he did it. And then they they, they tried their best not to show this throughout the course of the match. But this once, they, they just it, – it didn't work. They cut back to Hulk Hogan. And he's got this look – like, his posture is unchanged. He's still posing, like, come on, come on. But he has this look in his eyes, Mark – that's like not quite terror, but he's like, oh no, what is he doing? <laughs> it's that look. Like I'm gonna give a personal example for a second. Again, uh, uh, hold on, hold on, Harris. Yeah, I, I want to yeah. go back because if I remember yeah, correctly, on on the second shove, because the first one you're right, he goes flying back into the turnbuckle. On the second shove, I believe he almost throws himself through the ring ropes. Yeah, almost. Yeah, he really. <laughs> Yeah, and is holding on to the rope so he doesn't fall out to the yeah. floor. Yeah, like this, like I'm just gonna give you the thing about Shawn Michaels. Like the reason he's one of the greatest, a lot of it is because of how good of a seller he is. Like, oh yes, anybody. 
again, we're going to break the fourth wall here for a second. Like a lot of people can look strong in a fake fight. It takes a real amount of athletic talent to look like you're getting your butt kicked in a fake fight. But but just it's to- not just that. It, it's it's being able to look like you're getting destroyed, but not have it look make you look bad with it yes. making the other person look good. And the three Absolutely. and the two best of all time are Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels who arguably are the two best pr- wrestling performers of all time. Right. Right. And that's a huge reason is cuz they could literally wrestle anybody and make that other person look good without exactly. making themselves look weak in the process. Right. Because here's the thing, again, Which is this just is amazing. Dirty, it is. It's incredible. And this is again, most of you know this, but it's just I, I like to stop and think about this for a second. The dirty little secret of professional wrestling is we all know that it's fake, and the best performers make you suspend your disbelief anyway. Yeah. And a massive part of how you do that is the way that you sell, the way that you make it look like you're in a real fight, you're really hurting, and the other person's really strong, but not in such a way that it triggers that part of your brain that questions it. Right, you know what I mean. I mean, There's a think, real go back to, being... to uh, you go back to freaking double and nothing and Cody and Dustin. Just Dustin yes. selling yes. that match is like you're like, no, this guy is going to die any second now. It's the balance between being over the top enough so that like even someone in the top row of the basketball arena can see what you're doing and what's happening to you and how much it hurts, but the person in the front row still thinks that it's real. It's that balancing act that Shawn Michaels is one of the best in all of history at doing right. And I say all that to say that I'm going to give another example here. Like a lot of people can sing badly, but it takes someone who is truly talented at singing to sing extremely badly. Do you know what I mean? Like, have you ever, like there's, like there's, there's, there's parody songs or you see it played in WWE too. Like a song played up for comedic effect. That's so bad that it's funny. Somebody involved in that has to have the musical talent to understand these are all of the right things to do. These are all of the rules, and I'm going to break all of them. (laughs) That's what Shawn Michaels is doing for selling this match. Like nobody else could do what he's doing the way he is right now. He is selling so bad. It's like it's not good. It's objectively terrible, but it's hilarious. It's 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 that's one the of the greatest things really that's it. ever happened in the history of wrestling, and you have it to is. see it to appreciate it. It really like we're gonna do our best to describe this physically. You have to go watch the match just to understand what we mean. But again, just understand like Shawn Michaels can do this because he understands all of the rules of selling. He understands that the way I make this guy look good is by selling this way, and these are the rules. So how do I make this guy look bad? How do I make this guy look like the thundering, roided-up joke that I think he is? I'm gonna break all of the rules of how to sell a wrestling <laughs> match, and he doesn't like he doesn't do it by working like he doesn't do it by really punching Hulk Hogan by really hurting him. He does the opposite. He does it by selling way too much for the entire match in the main event of the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. And it's incredible. <laughs> and like I said, after this second or third bump, okay, when I was in high school, I was I was in a production of the musical Oklahoma, right? And I'm not going to go into too much detail here or wax poetic about my own remarkable career, but there's a moment in that show at the very beginning where it's like the first 
solo song. And there's only two or three people on stage. And like one of my good friends was the lead and it's his song, you know, and we've heard him sing it a hundred times. And we're all sitting backstage, like waiting on our cues to come in after the song. And he starts singing and he just has one of those moments that we all have where he just blanks about something he's done a hundred times. And he forgets the words in the middle of the show and has to scat sing the entire song because he doesn't remember the words <laughs> to the song on a Friday night in front of about 400 people. And me and our friends are looking at each other like, oh, no. Oh, no. But absolutely helpless. Like we're just along for the ride now. And that is the look that's in Hulk Hogan's eyes after the second bump. You can see it like they cut straight to him and he's trying to posture like the heroic good guy. Like, come on, come get some. And the look in his eyes is just, oh, no. <laughs> but he like, but he can't do anything. He's helpless. He's like, I have to keep wrestling this wrestling match. And I don't like what do you do in that situation? If you're Hulk Hogan, you have no move. You just have to keep doing what you're doing. And he's going to keep making you look ridiculous. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. The match, I'm not going to go through it blow for blow because, again, I can't quite do it justice. It's like 10 minutes too long. Like the, the match Hulk Hogan had with The Rock a few years before works, but it like just barely worked. Like They just had enough moves. He could just do enough things. It's been a few more years and a few more surgeries since then, and like he really can't do much of anything. Most of the fight is just standing up and punching and he'll beat, you know, like one head gets slammed into the post. One head gets slammed into the table. It's just a lot of standing up and punching and staggering around. It wouldn't be entertaining if it weren't again for Shawn Michaels <laughs> bumping like an absolute <laughs> lunatic. Oh man. And breaking like every, every rule in the book in terms of your suspension of disbelief as an audience. I, I, I must say by far, by far, the best moment of the entire match is when Hulk Hogan grabs Shawn okay, Michaels. Okay, hang on. Are you about to jump to the end? No, uh, okay. no, no. This isn't quite the end. It's okay, when, uh, I know what you're talking about. Hulk Hogan grabs Shawn Michaels' head, and he smashes it into the top turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels proceeds, in the process of getting his head smashed into the top turnbuckle, jumps up onto the bottom rope. And so when his head gets slammed, he jumps off the bottom rope, spins in midair, and front flips all the way to the ground. And it is the single greatest bump in the history, in the history of professional wrestling. There is n- there, the way- there, there was never a better one before, there has never been one since, and there will never be one again. It is the single greatest bump in history. And I will go ahead and say that if there's a top 10 list of bumps, like four of them are in this match. <laughs> and they're all Shawn Michaels. <laughs> so here's the one I was going to say. There's a moment where he gets, like, thrown very comically onto the turnbuckle, right? And they, they've clearly, like, you know, they Hogan knows what he's going to do. Like, they have all this planned out. Hogan comes running up, and he kicks him in the gut. And on a normal night, or if you're a normal professional wrestler, you, like— you react, right? You absorb the momentum and you bounce up a little bit. Shawn Michaels jumps up. 
he jumps, he springs <laughs> up to the point where he is almost doing a handstand on the ropes <laughs> because Hulk Hogan's powerful foot has just launched him into the upper deck, just boing. I mean, it's literally long enough for you to count. It's like one Mississippi, two, and then he's back down. That's how he's getting kicked. <laughs> he's jumping up in the air. He does that three times, and the third time literally goes almost perpendicular to the ground, like almost does a full handstand, and then crashes down under the ropes onto his junk in like, just the most comical, over-the-top, like, Three Stooges face you've ever seen. Like, again, if you need any help visualizing, imagine Ric Flair's corner bump when he gets thrown and front flips over, but imagine if he just stayed upright instead yeah. of flipping all the way over the turnbuckle yeah. that's yeah. basically what it looked like yeah and they did it i mean again like they did it three times so you had to, like it's sproing land <laughs> land kick sproing <laughs> land land kick <laughs> like that just make that noise every time he gets hit at all the entire match and it fits <laughs> so in the midst of all that <laughs> Poor Jerry and JR are trying to keep their game face on. At one point, they're talking about how vaunted Shawn Michaels' in-ring psychology is, which is one of those great things because it works in and out of kayfabe, right? Yeah. And Jerry literally says, uh, yeah, I'm not sure Shawn's psychology is doing so hot tonight. <laughs> and it's incredible. And coachman is there like healing it up in the background and they're they're consummate professionals like they handle it very well they aren't audibly panicking or anything but you can just kind of tell they're like uh okay and they're trying really 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 hard to you know like sell it like hogan is this force of nature but then they feel like they almost have to sell it less hard because Shawn michaels is selling it too much <laughs> and if they're also like look at the power of hulk hogan like it just gets weirder somehow and this is this just made me laugh. You'll appreciate this. Hogan blades in this match because everything yeah. is better with blood. True. But like, like Shawn Michaels is getting offense in technically. Like later in the match, it's one of, you know, like the baby face starts out hot and then the heel starts out hot. And then eventually, you know, it's just it's a whole Hogan match. Like he's going to heat up and come back and win. Right. So while Shawn Michaels is getting his offense in. It's this weird mental disconnect you have because you're you, you've just seen him get kicked six feet in the air three times in a row and you know been head but like hogan hit his head so hard that he did front flip out of the ring as a result and now he's just hitting hogan with like really short punches to try and bust him open and then hulk hogan's busted <laughs> open and it's not like it's not the worst blade job you've ever seen but it's up there like it's bad he got a little too deep and is bleeding a little too much and you're like Shawn michaels hasn't done half of what hulk hogan's done how is this possible like the mental disconnect gets even weirder because it looks like hulk hogan is just annihilating him but hulk hogan looks terrible he does look 157 years old and there's like blood in his eyes like he can't really see that well he has to keep wiping it out of his face and oh god okay at some point We'll just go ahead and skip to the, like, the ending sequence. Again, the match goes on for about 10, 15 minutes too long. Maybe not 15, but it's too long. It's too long. And they transition into the ending sequence, and Hulk Hogan starts hulking up. He's hulking up. He's hulking up. He's just kicked out of Sweet Chin Music. And he's you know he gets that face, and he starts shaking his hands, but it kind of just looks like he realizes how much blood is on him, and he's horrified because <laughs> he's got this weird like old man face at this point. Like He just looks upset, even though he's trying to hulk up. And then he's – I have a bone to pick with you here because he hulks up. 
he hits Shawn Michaels with the big boot. And like, this is, you know, this is the classic Hulk Hogan <laughs> finishing sequence. Like big boot, he, his momentum carries him through. He turns around, circles back to the ring and then hits the leg drop on his opponent in the center of the ring. Yep. So he hits Shawn Michaels with the big boot. <laughs> and as he's turning around, Shawn Michaels falls to his back, flips up onto his feet again, <laughs> staggers in a circle, both like walking in a circle around the ring and spinning in a circle. And just as it's like a cartoon, like it is just outside of Hulk Hogan's peripheral vision the entire time. And just as Hulk Hogan is about to complete his turn and signal for the leg drop, Shawn Michaels does a front flip over his own shoulder and lands back on his back where he landed the instant he had gotten kicked. It's just, it's, I think that's the greatest bump in wrestling history. It's certainly the most insane thing I've ever seen. And that, the timing it's amazing. of it is so perfect. And you have to watch this match, but you have to watch this moment. Because he could not have gotten – he times it so well that it's all behind Hulk Hogan's back except for like a fraction of a second when Hogan turns around. And you can see that it's registered for half a second. He's like, wait, what did he just do? Because he only just now fell down. <laughs> you can see that in his eyes. But he like he's trying to be professional, so he just tries to finish the match. He acknowledges that it happened. He's like, oh, okay. And then he cheers for the crowd one or two, three times. Hits the leg drop one two three and the match is over. And, and you I gotta say, say yeah, and you you forgot to mention when he hits the leg drop, Shawn Michaels' feet go up in the air almost like as oh, high yes. as if he had done like a headstand again. Yes, yes, I forgot <laughs> about that. It's like the, it's like he went. I, it's like I don't he know was on. It, it's like it's it. like there was a fulcrum underneath his shoulder. Yes, and when he got hit, it like launched his feet up yeah. in the air. You know, like those like inflatable tubes they have at lakes where like one person will crawl out to the end of it and a second person will jump <laughs> onto the front end and catapult them into the air and the rubber tube like flips up because of like the shift in momentum. That's what it looks like. Like it looks like he's just been and his legs just stick straight up and then flop back down because, <laughs> you know, it's the deficit. It's the atomic leg drop, brother. It's and and, and in, in the Harris's world, it's more devastating than anyone else doing a regular leg drop. I mean, it is, but still, <laughs> it's just, right, well, like, that's the whole thing, like, Michael's selling like that just underscores the ridiculousness of the entire enterprise, and it's incredible, and that's how the show ends, and I can honestly say, I've never seen a match like that before, and I feel like if that happened in real life, like, if I watched that live, I don't know, I feel like I might have been mad because the build was so good, but I, it's just, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of the funnest things to watch, and it's absolutely a great thing to show any of your friends who are like, you know, wrestling's fake, right? You're like, no, man, look at this. Because <laughs> that's like, we're all in on it, and that's the fun of it. But there's something incredible about like the best performer in history for one night just being like, nope, nope, not tonight. Not doing a good job tonight. I'm just going to dial it up to 11. I don't like you. I don't want you to look good. And I'm going to make sure everyone knows what a jackass I think you are. <laughs> and that's what he does. So at the end of the day, uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan won the battle, I think. Like, he got the win in the match. There was only one match. But Shawn Michaels won the war. <laughs> he made Hogan look like an absolute fool. Made it very clear that, like, one, he doesn't think highly of him. And two... He has the power to make him look good or look bad, and he just decided not to make him look good. Yep. He just made him look like the 
burnout into the road, beat up old man that he was. And again, he did it not by beating him up for real, but by overselling for him. It was like the ultimate wrestling politician move dialed up to 11. And I just, it's amazing to me that he stood in the ring in Montreal and said, I'm going to do the same thing to you that I did to Bret Hart. And he, he did (laughs) like he didn't win the match. He didn't mean in the sense of like, I'm going to screw you out of the win or the title, but he broke the rules of wrestling to make him look like an absolute fool. The only difference is this time he did it for good. He used his powers for good. And it's, (laughs) it's one of the most ridiculous things you will ever see in wrestling, like by default. And it's also amazing for all of the reasons that I, I just mentioned. Yeah. It's, it's very, very fun. And there's a great moment in the closing minutes of the match where like coachman is playing the heel and Shawn Michaels does like, you know, that kip up he does or something like he kicks out of something. He pops up and he goes, see, this is why Shawn Michaels legacy will last forever. Unlike Hulkamania. And he's just, he's trying to be that annoying heel. Who's obviously over the top, but he was absolutely right. (laughs) Which is the funny thing about watching this now. Cause Shawn Michaels went on to have like some of the greatest feuds of his career after this moment. That is true. On anyone's list of their favorite WrestleMania matches of all time, everyone's number one is one of his matches. Like it's almost impossible to find someone who does him in the top two. That is true. Sometimes two of his matches are number one and number two. You know what I mean? Like he cemented his legacy even further after this moment as like a team player who cares about as, as earnest as it sounds, the art of wrestling about making other people look good and telling a great story. And Hulk Hogan couldn't really main event anymore. So he went to TNA. Yep. And he didn't even do that for another few years. Yeah. But that's the legacy, you know, that's just the difference between these two men and how, again, Hogan will tell you, he didn't try to politic this too hard. Nobody in wrestling really believes that. And it's just, it's a great little like flashpoint of these two men and their two careers and how differently they ended up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I understand that like Shawn Michaels was absolutely the unprofessional one in this situation. And it took one of the genuinely best builds you've ever seen in a wrestling match ever and turned it into a laughing stock. But I think you're hard pressed to find anybody who holds that against him. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. Well, because it's it's another thing where it's like you were told this was going to be one thing, and then after mm-hmm. you committed to everything, it's like, oh no, by the way, it's not. I mean, it's like it's like yeah. again because all we talk about on the show, mostly because of Harris, is CM Punk, and mm-hmm. it, it's it's like you know in two thousand and twelve when they're like, oh, you're gonna work with The Rock. And you're going to drop the title to The Rock by turning Mm -hmm. heel. Mm -hmm. Even though you are our top merchandise seller as a babyface. We're now going to have you basically throw all that away just so The Rock can get the title in his first singles match. And because The Rock wants to be a conquering hero when he does it. Right. So it's either CM Punk, you turn heel, or you drop the title to somebody else who is a heel. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so to me, it, I mean, it's, it's a little bit different cause there's not a title or anything, but it's, it's, it's in that same vein of like, and obviously it's also different cause Shawn Michaels was already a little bit older. It's not like he's 
needs a big break and you know this was the chance you know it's you know so i mean it's a little different but that that's kind of what it reminds me of where it's like yeah. you did all this work and here throw it away just so this guy gets to do this yeah you know and you and you're not really getting anything from it pretty much so yeah i mean i get i mean cuz even if they did you know the three match thing even if he lost you can i mean you can do i mean and again you can still you can make that work i mean especially as a heel you could lose to anybody as a heel and make it work i mean no matter how unqualified the baby face is because yeah. that's that's the beauty of being a heel you know you can make mistakes and have yeah. it cost you matches and whatever and it works fine or or whatever I mean, so, theoretically, you don't want to do it over and over again. But well, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. But, you know, that that's a whole aspect of it. So, like, this could have worked. Like, the three-match thing could sure. have worked, even though Hogan can't really work. I mean, it could have worked. But, uh... Right. But, yeah. That's... Well, this is the thing, like... You're absolutely right, because he actually... I never knew this until, like, the very last minute. But I, I found a couple people talking about what he said the next night. And you talk about how, like, as a heel you can usually rebound pretty quickly. And I think that's even more true for a heel whose entire heel character is based on the fact that eh, he kind of has a point. Right. This is the next day, Monday Night Raw, and I'll just close with this. Shawn Michaels came out to the ring wearing the same, you know, he's, he's wearing a suit. He's still kind of a heel. He comes out. He says, yeah, you know, I, I just, I needed to know. And now I know. And Hulk Hogan's a better man, which first of all is a great bit of character consistency from the guy who would, do a lot of the same things and go to a lot of the same links, like in his feuds with the undertaker, which is another thing I really thought of like the same way that sweet chin music looks the same. Yeah. The stare down looks the same. Like that was his rationale. Like the same way he did it when he retired Ric Flair. It was like, I just, I have to do it because I'm a competitor. So he came out, he gave a little bit of that rationale. And then I think he went off script a little bit here because he starts talking about how, yeah, man, I got in the ring with Hulk Hogan and he just has this in ring ability that I could never dream of having, you know, he's quick <laughs> and he's agile. He's just cat like, and it was incredible. Anyway, back to reality, back to your regularly scheduled programming. In reality, Hulk Hogan, camera and he does the money thing, hold you know, up harris harris uh we just and lost connection says, harris yeah. we lost connection for a second so yeah. go back to what you okay. just said which i'll just start over but how how much of his promo did you get sorry you're gonna have to cut a little bit of this you're gonna have to start the promo over okay 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 so he, or, uh, um, after uh after saying that he's uh has cat-like reflexes right 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 so then he says but back to reality Back to your regularly scheduled programming, because the reality is at this moment, Hulk Hogan is on a jet flying across the country back to Florida until you people give him more of what he wants. And he looks at the camera and he does the money thing, you know, with his hands. <laughs> and then he says, Shawn Michaels is here right now tonight to make sure that you people get exactly what you want. And then he drops the mic and walks out. And you're just like, man, Shawn Michaels won that feud. Yeah. It's amazing. Everyone go watch it. 
or at the very least, watch the match. I mean, just, just, just if nothing else, if nothing else, because you, you are going to see just the biggest treat you've ever experienced in your life. And it, it really does give you a better appreciation for how good Shawn Michaels really is and also how subtle wrestling is, like how good you have to be in order to sell well. You know right. what I mean? It oh, gives yeah. you a lot of perspective that like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm sure it's hard, but like only somebody that good could do it that badly. And it's still entertaining. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, I mean, like you said, even, you know, the the final bump, which is so good. I mean, he does it perfectly. Right. Like it's. Yeah, it, it's an incredible feat of athleticism to dance around like that. Like it really is. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, that is a great one. I'm very. And I literally, I checked that. twice in the course of researching this because I thought there's no way we haven't already done this. No, because it's just too good and it's too fun and it's too silly. But I'm glad we finally got to do it. Oh yeah, no, it's been, it's on, it's. It, it, I've had it written down and just, ah, just no one's done it yet. So yeah. I'm very glad that we finally got to this for sure because it's, well, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Well, if you enjoyed that episode, go check out all our other episodes. We mentioned several of them in this uh, in this one, which we probably need to start doing more to help plug our backlog of stuff. I think it's been happening naturally, though. That's the funny thing. The more we cover, the more overlap there is. And exactly. the more we're like, wait, four other things happened in this month that we already talked about. We've basically talked about every single storyline of the year 2011 at this point. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We've done go, a lot of 2005 too. I we have. That's a big year that's too. A good year. It's a big year. So yeah, go back and listen to those. Uh, if you like the podcast, leave us a review on iTunes. Or if you don't and are like, get these guys off, then do that too. That's fine. Um, follow us on Twitter at behind <laughs> underscore gorilla. We follow back all wrestling fans, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Markbrand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. So do that as well. And, um, well, I mean, normally we like to talk about what's up with David Arquette, but I don't think really much has happened with David Arquette in the last week. So yeah, there's not really, there's not really anything to say, but we at least mentioned his name because we at least have to mention his name in every, every shout out to David Arquette, David Arquette, David Arquette, David Arquette. Got to get the quote. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Because he's the man. He's the greatest in ring Mm -hmm. performer and entertainer of all time. We've already gone Mm -hmm. over that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Harris. That's all I got too, man. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening guys. And we will talk to you next week with another episode. Bye. Bye.